You're listening to the podcast edition of One Love, One Planet, featuring extracts from the live show broadcast on the 9th of May 2022. It is time to hear from Day Sanchez, who I got in touch with because she works um, with Solar Punk Generation. She's a school psychologist and she works with children and young people and she will go on to tell you about what she does but I did just want to say at one point she refers to children being twice exceptional. I didn't know what that meant and what it means is it's talking about children who have exceptional abilities but also may face challenges in some way, learning or developmental challenges. Right so here is Day talking about solar punk. Yeah, so I am Day, and I am a school psychologist and emotional intelligence coach for children who are neurodivergent and twice exceptional. And you could say that I am at the intersection of environmental action and nature-based education and also supporting the emotional and mental health needs of children. I've been creating programs and resources for children and families who are experiencing eco-anxiety and also helping them find their talents, identify their talents and understand their unique roles within a solar punk future or a brighter future. There are so many good things about solar punk and it's I guess it's challenging to define because there are so many voices in the movement and it's always welcoming more people to come into the movement. So it's always ever evolving and ever changing. But the short version is that solar punk is a movement of activists and artists and environmentalists, teachers, educators, people coming from all walks of life, coming together to build a brighter future and a more just and equitable regenerative future. And these people are also taking consistent steps to bring this future forward. So even though it is a vision of the future, it is grounded in our efforts in the present moment. So this is what I like about Solar Punk is that it is real and it is working on a future that we can achieve. There are different values of solar punk that have been, as the movement has been growing, more, I guess, more values have been added to it, but it is rooted in ecological responsibility, sustainability, practicality, ingenuity, Um, regeneration, diversity. It's rooted in active hope and social justice and also in community care because it is not only about ecocentric needs. It focuses on ecocentric needs, but also human-centric. And so it is concerned with the well-being of the planet and nature, but also with with the well-being of humans and communities. And so it is about a, I guess it is a call to action, but it's Mm -hmm. also a source of inspiration for 
that brighter future. And so it keeps people engaged in action that is sustainable and inspiring. One of the visions of SolarPunk is that no one is coming to save us, and we already know this. We already know that. We've seen it. Mm. So we are, the punk in SolarPunk, part of it is that we are refusing that dystopia and we are not waiting for people or for someone to come and save us. We are not waiting for a superhero like different stories in the past have portrayed the future as someone is going to come and save us. But we are the superhero. Communities are the superheroes and we are building that future together in community. So that is the the punk in solar punk is refusing to to wait for someone to come and fix things. And we are taking matters into our own hands to, to build that better future. I work with a lot of children and youth who are experiencing eco-anxiety and, and different emotions about the future that it, it, that they're waiting for a future that doesn't involve a, a solar punk future. They're, they're imagining a future, the future that they have been sold, the, a future that is um, bleak and not inspiring and hopeful. And so one of the things that I, that I love about solar punk is that really creates that inspiration for people and for everyone involved to find their unique role within that future. And it helps with showing that because everybody is involved in building that future, it is not the job of just one person to build that future. And part of um, what what happens with eco-anxiety is that the all the compounding crises that we are experiencing, they are so overwhelming and they are so complex and just so much for one person to to cope with mm. and so solar punk can really offer that vision of everybody coming together to build that future and it kind of puts a, um, some pressure off yeah. because people can see that they are not doing things by themselves and there's a lot of there are many people and young people who are experiencing activism burnout and mm. who are really exhausted and when more people come together to help with with that, then it it feels easier to continue uh, taking action for that future. Yeah, so Solar Punk Generation is a project that was inspired by Solar Punk and elements of Solar Punk combined with research-based elements of community psychology and eco-psychology and also positive psychology, because I think positive psychology is, there are many elements in alignment with solar punk. And so it solar punk generation ambitions um, that regenerative future, and it's built on the foundation of equal inclusion and empathy for all forms of life. And so the... There are different projects within that project, and one of them is a summer camp for children where they can come together and learn about different solutions and how they can get involved. Mm -hmm. And it's also helping them develop their talents 
and nurture their strengths and, and find their role within that solar punk future. And it's also providing a space for families to become involved and for parents to learn about what, what, what are the solutions that are happening and how they can get involved into those solutions or also just finding their role within that, mm-hmm. um, within that future. And the, there is also a podcast that is going to be launched this year and it's inspiring families to learn about these solutions. So there are many guests and people who are working towards that solar punk future. And the idea is to show people that anybody can be involved in building this future and creating solutions and, and becoming involved. And so there is a art showcase mm-hmm. that the idea is to, for, to invite people to create a collective vision of what a solar punk family looks like. Right. And I've seen many, many images of solar punk online and, and, and environments and nature, but I don't see a lot of images with people in it. Yeah. There are some, but I would love to see more because that way we can invite more people to come into the movement and join the movement mm. and people can see themselves in, in those images. And, and we are social creatures. When we see other people doing these things, we're also going to want to do things like that. And so mm. it, it's about building a new story and creating a new narrative for people. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people don't know about solar punk. And, and so one of the hopes is to bring this movement to more families and to more communities so that this movement can grow um, and evolve mm. faster because we really need to build this future today. We don't have a lot of time. And so that's yeah. one of the, the ideas behind the project. There, there are many different communities <clears throat> everywhere. So Solar Punk is very local, but also a network of, of local communities connected with global communities. And so you could also check the, um, the Art Showcase blog post, and there are some resources that you can start with. I, I posted some different resources for people to begin to get familiar with that, uh, with the movement. But again, you can learn from different sources because the, the movement is so rich and so diverse that mm. you're going to find different different definitions and different views of what solar punk is, but they are all grounded in those uh, values and those elements of solar punk. Um, and then you'll start creating your own definition and, and you'll start creating your own solutions and just getting really inspired because it's uh, really a source of inspiration that can be really helpful for mental health and for emotional health. So there you have it, solar punk. 
as as described by Day Sanchez. Day, thank you so much because you you're very inspiring the way you talk about it. Um, it makes me just want to sign up. Um, I just love the positivity of it. I love the sort of let's just get on and do stuff ourselves element of it, and also the art, the the presenting people, the imagination. Um, let's sort of try and imagine this new future. Um, and draw it and paint it and describe it um, so that people can see what, you know, what we could be going for and what, you know, the way some people have been living all their lives. Of course, you know, Indigenous peoples have been have been living this way within these boundaries. Um, but this is another another way of looking at it. I just think it's wonderful. Um, Zena, did you like the sound of this? Did oh, you? I was found that really wonderful to listen to, to hear somebody so... Um, Full of, you know, full of uh, creativity and inspiration, and quite grounded as well. To hear somebody, um, the thing that really struck me was um, when she mentioned about, you know, people want to come together, people want to build things together. We are a creative uh, species. Humans have always been building, doing, taking an interest, being curious. That's who we are. That's our nature. So. I really, you know, to hear somebody say that, and it's part of keeping ourselves well physically and mentally as mm. well. So. Yeah, fantastic. And Zena, we're going to come to you very, very shortly. But first, I just want to play my second voice message for this week, um, which is from Chloe Nuldrett, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago, um, theatre director and activist, and she got in touch to tell us about something that is actually... Um, Suitably enough, very solar punk. It's um, it's the transition summit, and yeah, here's here's Chloe to tell us all about it. Morning, Penny. Um, it's Chloe here, and I just thought um, that in order to counteract all of the depressing news today about um, 1.5 by 2026 and the um, demoralising news about the police crime courts and sentencing bill going through despite the Lord's objections today in the Queen's speech, um, I just thought that you and listeners might like to be reminded that the Transition Network's Transition Summit starts on um, Wednesday this week. It runs from the 11th to the 21st of May. And the Transition Network is, um, is began in this country. Um, it's uh, One of its founders is Rob Hopkins, who's one of my personal heroes. And um, it's now a global movement of um, local stories of changing things for the better, changing things towards a more sustainable economy, keeping money local, supporting people and individual um, projects. And there are just so many amazing examples of what can be done when people really get together and think imaginatively and creatively about what we can do in response to the climate crisis. So the title of this summit is Together We Can. Um, as I say, it starts on Wednesday. And there are an amazing range of sessions that are running all the way through. Um, it starts on Wednesday with a, a blizzard of stories, which... Um, I went to last year um there'll be a different set of stories this year it's just um little sort of bubbles of story of amazing things that are happening all around the world um and um and then there are amazing sessions on things like donut economics um setting up climate emergency centers um building inclusive movements i'm taking part in a session on monday next week about um 
uh, harnessing the power of creativity, which I'm really excited about, alongside um, the musician Hannah Peel and um, uh, one of the chaps from Music Declares. So um, just to say, to encourage people to check it out, really, the website is transitiontogether.org.uk, something for everyone, and um, hopefully gives us all something inspiring and exciting to think about while all the news around us is so depressing. Um, Hope, um, love to you, hope all is well. Um, See you soon, bye. Thank you, Chloe, for getting in touch and telling us all about that. Zina and I were just saying, this city is amazing because there is always so much going on. It's just, Bristol is phenomenal. Um, And Zina's about to tell us about another amazing project. Um, And this time it's cricket, cricket (laughs) that has something to declare. Um, Right, Zina, so where do we start? Tell us, if you could just tell us first, um, tell us about your cricket club to start with. Okay, well, uh, thank you for having us on. I really appreciate it and really inspiring to hear all the stories. Um, So the Bristol Dodos Cricket Club, we are... um, We've been working with all kinds of different organisations in the past few years. So a fledgling club mixed of, um, you know, people of all ages, all abilities, youngsters and working folk and, yeah, people who basically just want to get better at cricket. And um, How often do you play? So we play games... Um, Probably maybe once a season, but we play lots of friendlies, right. and we have also become affiliated with the um, the Eastern Cuttlefish, who are an amazing squad, well established. They're in the league; they're really good, um, but they're happy for us to, you know, uh, come along to their net sessions and help them. They're helping us train up, basically, to become better cricketers on the on the field. Um, which is yeah really wonderful to to kind of like have a, such an inspiring crew. Yeah, and so is it adults and children? Then? Yes, we've got some oh, youngsters wonderful. involved as well. The youngsters haven't made it to any of the big matches yet, but uh, we've got high hopes for them. They're brilliant. I, they are just so full of fun. But they always play with us when we um, we play on College Green. And when we're kind of playing out in communities, trying to get more kids into cricket, that we're kind of, I suppose, really, we're kind of street cricketers. We play on the streets. We trying to get more people into loving the game. Um, yeah, there's been a long time where cricket hasn't been on TV and a lot of kids haven't played it for yeah. a long time. So. so do you play with soft balls? Could you, like, shut the street and play cricket with soft balls? Could yeah. you do that kind of thing? So we, we play, when we play on the street, we play with the, the cricket ball. It's like a plastic softer you know, equivalent we don't play hardball with the with the families and kids just because you know um we don't want to do anyone any injuries uh and yeah making it as accessible as possible for as many people so yeah we we just just sharing the love of the game basically mm. it's part of it's part of being british is playing cricket i i still i can't believe i've reached my age and still still don't understand the rules i don't i don't i sometimes think i never will you and never also will. there's so many different there's laws we have laws bizarre. of the game it's like it's epic and i don't think i mean yeah same i'm still learning we're all still learning oh, okay uh, so it's not just me an, right an endless you know uh, enigma 
of rules and tactics and all of that. But you don't have to, in order to play, you don't have to be in, into any of that. You just have to be happy to run around like, you know, an idiot and enjoy the fun. Yeah. It's just just good fun, you know. And it's one of those games where it can be really fast at bits, but it can also be a lot of like sitting in the field, looking at the clouds, dreaming away. You know, it's quite beautiful in that sense that you you can, yeah, you really feel a sense of where you are and where you fit into your squad and also into the world, I suppose, mm. when you're dreaming and watching the clouds. It's quite nice. Wonderful. Right, OK, so, but you're, you're, you're not just quite an unusual cricket group in a way, are you? But you um, aren't you? But you've also, you've organised, oh, yes. it's phenomenal. I'm looking at this leaflet, Time to Declare, mm-hmm. three talks about our changing climate and the impact on cricket. Yes. And you've got quite a few organisations involved as well by the looks of things. So tell us about this. Tell us about these talks. Right, so yeah, we are a slightly different cricket club. We've been um, kind of learning about climate issues over the past few years and um, we run across this uh, report in 2019 by um, one of our speakers and uh, he wrote the Hit for Six report and when we read that, it kind of shook some of the ground for, for our squad to realise that, you know, there's a whole uh, world of people out there trying to fight for the future of cricket, trying to bring, you know, the cricket world into to wake up to climate issues and to understand how it's going to severely impact our game. You know, um, climate issues can can often be quite disparate, you know, there's, it's hard to get your head around mm. it. You don't really know how, because it's a big concept, you know. It's huge, um, isn't it? It's absolutely huge. Somebody referred to the whole business of climate breakdown as a hyper object, mm. which is something that is kind of beyond a human being's ken in a way. Yeah. It's just too yeah, big yeah, for us to grapple well, with. Well, I mean, we're quite, you know, as I said earlier, we there's nothing we can't grapple, but it's got to do with, like, emotionally and, you know, it... it um, you know, emotionally, but then also, like, how do we understand it? How do mm. we get our heads mm. around it? So um, you've got these four talks, which yes. presumably is going to start us along that journey. Exactly. So um, we and in decided. Fact, so the next one, the first yep. one is tomorrow, isn't it? It is indeed. Yep, tomorrow, Wednesday, the eleventh of May. Um, so the aim of these talks is to uh, to use cricket as a lens to understand what the climate crisis means. And to kind of unpack it, but using the game we love as a way to understand it. So the Time to Declare series, really amazing organisations, really amazing speakers who've been kind of um, working on this subject for years now. And this is the first time they'll all come together under one roof up at the county cricket ground um, to uh, share their knowledge, share their their skills and stories about, you know, how we can... Um, save our game and also uh, have a future for, for cricketers. So I'll tell you a little about Time to Declare, um, a series of free talks for cricket and sport lovers. The series will unravel the climate crisis, explain the impact on cricket and propose real solutions. It's time we act swiftly with courage, both on and off the field. Um, we're quite lucky. We've got two amazing chairs um, for the series. So one of them is Richard Heller. He is a very well-known cricket writer and podcaster. 
Um, so a huge privilege to have him on board. Um, he'll be with us tomorrow. Tanya Aldred is a um, amazing cricket journalist who's been writing. Um, a, she's a writer for The Wisdom. She started the environmental um, section in The Wisdom, um, which, you know, she's been banging this drum for a really long time. So really privileged to have her with us as one of our chairs. Tomorrow, um, Wednesday, 11th of May, Sweat Oil Report will be presented by Andrew Sims from the Rapid Transition Alliance. He is an absolute whirlwind of a speaker. He is brilliant. He's involved in so many different groups and charities and organisations who are campaigning for... um, a change in how we we run our world, how we run our economics, how the sp- and he's a, a lover of cricket, a lover mm. of sport. So we're really privileged that Andrew's going to be joining us. Um, what time does it start? So up at the county ground at um, seven o'clock. Starts at seven thirty. Right. Oh, I yeah, got it. Seven o'clock. Sorry, sorry, at seven the county o'clock. Ground. Doors yep. open six thirty. Correct. Yeah, you right. can arrive and chat to people. And uh, and is does it cost money? It's absolutely free. Wow. Absolutely free to attend these events. So the Gloucestershire County Cricket Club have been amazing and actually quite brave to put on these events. It's the first time we're doing it. Um, you know, we're just a small cricket club. We've mm. not put on events before. But um, because they're passionate about their green credentials, they want to lead the way. Um, they want to see a future for cricket. So, mm. yeah, hats off to, to Gloucestershire. Fantastic. Um, so can people just turn up You can just tomorrow. walk in. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a, a limited seat capacity of 70 people, so it's better to book. Right. If you can. Okay. Okay. And just briefly, do you want to touch on very briefly because I can see we're running out of time. Oh, yeah, no <laughs> uh, just the next three dates. Do you just want to go through those very briefly? Yes. Yeah, so we have a series of events throughout the summer. Um, Tuesday, the seventh of June, we will be talking about fragile earth facts and solutions. We've got Rosella Icardi and Doug Hart. Um, they're they're uh, will be focused on explaining what the climate crisis is and the kinds of things we can put into place to um, to solve them. Um, Wednesday the 13th of July, that's the Hit for Six report by Russell Seymour. Russell used to uh, be the sustainability lead at... Lords, and now he's uh, joined. He's part. He's a CEO of Basis, which is a, a large sports organisation all about sustainability for British sport. He's a, a wonderful, wonderful soul, and uh, yeah, he put together the Hit for Six report. So we're trying to get that report out to cricket lovers. Um, so if you're a real cricket lover, come to Wednesday, thirteenth of July. Uh, Wednesday the 7th of September that will be a really interesting talk by Roger Griffith one of our Bristol legends um, he'll be opening up the um, the concept of cricket history and how uh, the history of the game is having effect on cricket today Amazing. so the legacy of uh, brilliant the well past. I mean I'm so impressed it's, it sounds really really good so the first talk is tomorrow at Gloucestershire County Cricket Ground um, 6.30 to start at 7 o'clock. Well that done. Is. Thank yeah. you guys. Yeah, we're Fantastic. really proud, really proud. Well, I hope you enjoyed this edition of One Love, One Planet. See you next week.